Welcome to BCN and Friends Podcast, Season 2. Today, Janie Shoemaker and Mark Eggers have the pleasure of speaking with Rob Carrero, the CEO of LAC Group. The title of this episode, CEO is Busy Giving Back, fits this podcast so perfectly, as you will see as you listen. Now let me give it over to Mark and Janie so we can find out more about Rob and his busy life. So hello and welcome to the BCEN and Friends podcast, season two, where we continue to hold interesting conversations about learning with a range of thought leaders, BCN certification holders, and industry professionals. But most importantly, to create value and insight for you, our professional nurses across the emergency spectrum. We hope you find our discussions interesting, informative, sometimes funny, sometimes serious, but always valuable. I'm Mark Eggers, Manager of Education Technology Services at BCEN, and one of your hosts for today. I'm joined by my co-host, Janie Shoemaker, CEO at BCN. Hi, Janie. Hi, Mark. So to start off our season two, we have another great guest joining us today, Rob Correo. Janie, how about you tell us a little bit about Rob? Rob Correo is the CEO of the LAC Group with a 25-year-plus track record driving growth at private and private equity-held technology-enabled service companies. He is responsible for the direction, innovation, and overall performance of the LAC. He has a deep experience in growing and running all aspects of businesses, including sales and marketing, product management, client service, business development, finance, and investor relations. Involved in successfully delivering multiple acquisitions and post-acquisition integrations, Rob is passionate about developing LAC's most important asset, the team. Rob is also interested in guiding culture and capabilities. He enables and guides individuals, teams, and organizations to think and act in new, more creative ways. He cultivates highly collaborative environments that facilitate cohesive teams and divisions that deliver new and continued value to clients. Rob has a substantial technological background and is highly effective at integrating processes and establishing shared understanding and values. Rob's strengths and capabilities in managing complex business models, post-acquisition integration, growth strategies, business transformation, change management, sales and marketing, operations leadership and management, strategic corporate development, mergers and acquisitions, data management and security, knowledge management, sales and strategy techniques and coaching, employee engagement and technology analysis. Rob's most important role is inspiring his two young sons to develop into men who contribute to their own families, communities and world's well-being. Rob lives in California with his wife and two sons. He serves on several boards, both nonprofit and professional. And I can attest to these abilities that Rob has personally, as he is on year six of being the public member at the Board of Certification for Emergency Nursing. And he has added so much value in the very areas that I just finished describing. So welcome, Rob, to the BCENs and Friends podcast. Excellent. Thank you so much for a great introduction for Rob. Rob, as Janie said, welcome to BCN and Friends. And let me begin with, is there anything else we want to add to your introduction? Anything else you want to add to it? I am flattered. I think that Janie covered it well. You know, in the introduction that Janie just said, I heard her say about LAC Group. What is the LAC Group? 
LAC Group is a library research, intelligence, and related resources management organization where our clients can outsource those functions to us. Um, we're passionate about delivering meaningful information to our clients that help them both make better decision-making as well as drive competitive advantage. All right, Rob, I understand as I've gotten to know you over the last few years that you volunteer as a pilot for Angel Flight. And I know this is one of the things that really intrigued me when you um, applied to be our public member. Uh, so could you tell our audience a little bit about what is Angel Flight and your role there? Sure. Uh, I'm a volunteer pilot for Angel Flight, uh, which means, and, and Angel Flight is an organization that provides non-emergency ambulatory transportation for patients in need of major medical health care, but are outside of a commutable distance uh, or outside of, in my case, the Los Angeles area. So I volunteer for Angel Flight West, which is the Western region of the United States. And I will typically fly patients from birth through 80 years old from more rural areas uh, who are typically uh, with financial hardship and are deemed, you know, uh, outside of the um, a, a appropriate distance to drive if you're being treated for cancer or so forth. Uh, one of my one of my passengers uh, last week was a four-year-old cancer patient. Um, it would have been a, a nine-hour trip uh, for that cancer patient uh, on a Friday night headed back to uh, just, just east of Las Vegas. Uh, we were able to make the trip in about an hour and a half. Um, so instead of being met with uh, car sickness and the fatigue of a nine hour drive, uh, we were able to, and that's just one direct, um, we were able to get the patient to and from care uh, same day within a few hours. Um, so it's, it's really something that helps those that are less fortunate, those who, who don't have access to great care so that they can actually get to great care and, uh, and then have a more restful and um, less nauseous experience. Wow, that's really amazing, Rob. And I know you've been doing this quite a while. I'm sure you have many, many um, experiences like that. What a difference that makes for the people that you're helping who otherwise would be taking that nine hour car trip that you described. That is really incredible. Um, I would just, I know on behalf of all of our listeners, we would all thank you very much for volunteering your time in such a way. That's so important. So thank you. My pleasure. And it's, it's something I get a lot out of. Um, you know, I, I've had so many stories that have, um, have brought tears to my eyes and twisted my heart, you know, over the years that I've been doing this. Um, I think I started in 2009 uh, and, you know, I, I'm thinking of one story that comes to mind where it was a guy that was just like me, if, if it, except for I'm not battling cancer. Uh, he was my age, about my build. Um, and it was right after I had bought the plane that I'm currently flying. Uh, and I bought it specifically so that I could do more angel flights um, and make the passengers more comfortable. Uh, it was going to be about a 12 hour drive for him uh, in each direction. And, uh, and he had a hard time moving and, and climbing in and out of, of planes. And so the, 
the plane that I have has a large barn door rear entrance and reclining uh, rear seats with lots of leg room. And so it made it really easy for him to lay down and rest. Um, and his wife was with us on the trip and she told me as he rested with a blanket over him sleeping, she was telling me the story about their four sons and, the, and how he was diagnosed by his youngest son um, because they were camping and he collapsed and his brain tumor had just um, taken, taken over. And uh, I, I also sit on the board of directors for the National Brain Tumor Society. And so it really hit me hard um, as, you know, as I'm watching this, this guy who's the father of four boys uh, fight and uh, just, it brought tears to my eyes, still does. Oh, that's such a touching story. So, so that must feel really rewarding to be able to help um, and give back in that way. And this podcast is titled, This CEO is Busy Giving Back. And I can clearly see uh, what a difference you're making there with Angel Flight. That's amazing. Speaking of giving back, Rob, I just quickly want to touch on, I know you said you're on several boards and of course you're the public member for the Board of Certification for Emergency Nursing. And so I don't know, would you mind sharing just briefly what your favorite part of that has been over the years as you are, I know you're finishing your term this year. So do you have a favorite memory of serving as a Boy, there's, there are so many. I, I think that really, you know, more of a directionally seeing the transformation uh, of the organization and how we've adopted, uh, adopted technology and, and leveraged um, the opportunity to reach out to so many and, and have modernized our approach with our, our nurse population. Um, it's just been, it, it's overwhelming to see the, the leaps forward that we've made as an organization. I feel honored and blessed to be part of that journey um, and, and so proud to have served in, in a capacity where I, I can share uh, with many others on the board um, our improvements and, and, and strives forward. Yeah, you've definitely made a huge difference for us with all that expertise you have. Um, and that's what the public member is supposed to bring to the table. And you um, have done that and, and so much more. So we, we thank you for that. You know, Rob, as you notice, podcast is a captive audience. So they're either running, jogging, in their car, whatever. So, you know, do you have any advice for our listeners that you would like to share while they're running or jogging or listening in their car radio? Oh boy. Uh, advice. Um, don't take your eyes off the road. <laughs> if you're driving, if you're running, make sure you don't, uh, you don't trip. Uh, but no, it's, it's really in all seriousness. Um, the advice I have is, is especially because many of the listeners are going to be uh, those in the nursing profession. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep striving to achieve more, uh, keep jogging, keep driving forward, um, metaphorically and, and physically. Uh, and, um, you know, we owe so much to you as, as a society, as a culture, and, uh, you've made such an impact in, in lives and you've got no idea probably for 90% of the times that you've made a, 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 a market impact on somebody's life you have just keep doing it 
we're going to go through a few rapid fire questions here with you. That doesn't mean we're going to say them fast, but we're just going to have a few short questions sure. to ask you about. So, you know, I was looking around, finding out information about you now for our podcast, and I saw a bullet point that read Greyhound Dog Rescue. Can you tell us something about that? Sure. Uh, I, I, you know, there's a saying in the Greyhound adoption uh, world that once you've had a Greyhound, it's hard to have a dog, uh, which is a little true. Uh, I was, it was, uh, I guess, 2005 when I adopted my first Greyhound, I had stopped um, outside a rescue group in, in a, in front of a pet store and I was just petting the dogs and you know, when you're a dog lover, that's what you do. And uh, just as I was getting ready to leave, one of the dogs um, that was at, out being walked by a volunteer came back and, and looked around at all the other dogs, like, you guys are amateurs. You want to see how to get adopted? Here, hold my beer. And he came up to me, put his head in my lap, he put his paw on me, and he said, you're taking me home. <laughs> and I did. And a year later, uh, I ended up getting married and adopting my second greyhound uh and then we started uh the the fellow that was running the greyhound adoption group uh ended up leaving california to go care for his mother in florida and so we inherited the group and took over and we adopted out into southern california hundreds of greyhounds i ended up flying greyhounds back and forth from arizona uh from the track that was in tucson and had a um, just a, a great time uh, getting dogs and uh, especially the greyhounds into homes here in California. Um, and we, we no longer uh, run the adoption group. We've actually folded it into Graysave, which is the, the, um, the group that's running greyhound adoptions here in Southern California now, but that's where we adopted our third and current greyhound, Ava. Wow. I, I have a friend that has a Greyhound. They're just so mild and they are so low, but when you look at them, you want to take them home. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> now, Rob, doesn't Ava have her own Instagram page? She does. She does. Ava the Greyhound. Okay. So if people want to see your gorgeous Ava, they can go on and find her on Instagram. She's, she's phenomenal. She's uh, and you, you know, people can't see, we're, we're all looking at each other on video right now, and people can't see the way your face lights up when you're talking about Ava. So I think Ava <laughs> is special to you. She is. Well, I'm going to switch gears now, Rob. Uh, another topic I know that is uh, interesting to you. We know that you love to cook. We also know that you have olive trees in your yard. Um, and, you know, you live in California. I live in Kansas, so never would I have an olive tree around here, but uh, you have olive trees. And so I'm just wondering, I know you do things with your olives. Do you have a favorite go-to recipe that you would tell us about? Well, if, if you're asking my boys, it's probably olives on pizza. Uh, Cause I do love to, to cook. Um, it's, you know, and, and because I love to cook and I, and I love to eat fresh food. We, we have olive trees. We have a number of, a number of uh, vegetable uh, gardens and fruit trees and so forth. Um, definitely fortunate to be in Southern California where everything grows pretty much year round. Uh, and, and so, yeah, we, we will um, cook up a, a bunch of pizzas in the wood oven. And, and the favorite is olives, goat cheese, um, some fresh thyme and uh, and some homemade mozzarella. That sounds amazing. 
I'm just fascinated that you have olive trees and you have more than one kind of olive tree too. Is that right? We, yeah, you want to have a couple of different kinds as pollinators. I had to learn all about that, but we have two different varietals from Sicily and one from Spain and it gives us um, the right uh, pollination for another and um, the big juicy eating olives to the olives where we can, the smaller ones from Spain are great for making olive oil. Wow. That's so cool. So talking about olive trees, Ad, and you say you love to cook, do you have a go-to recipe that you just love or, you know, it's like, oh, I love making this one. It's, it's, it's the one I make during celebrations. It's the one I make, you know, just anytime I want it. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, I think, you know, we wander through um, different regions of the world. And, and so I would say there's, you know, if I were to say one particular dish, I guess the one that we've been making most recently, we will do smoked tri-tip um, on on our egg, and uh, and we'll do turn that into a, a kind of a Mexican pizza um, with the leftovers, and that's a lot of fun. But this past summer, especially during the pandemic and being locked down, we had a little bit of time on our hands, and so we. We cooked through um, just just for fun. I, I had seen, uh, of course, the movie about uh, Julia Child and and um, and cooking through uh, the Julia Child's recipes. And I and I'm a bigger fan of Thomas Keller. And so we cooked through French Laundry, which uh, has a, a more challenging menu. Uh, but we were able to spend the summer um, cooking through the entire menu of French Laundry. It was a lot of fun to try and recreate the dishes. Neat. That sounds fantastic, man. Well, Rob, you do so many different things and have so many different talents that, but, you know, look back, you know, before you got into these things, what would you be doing if you weren't doing what you're doing now? So is there in college or before there were your things like, Oh, when I get older, when I grow up, this is what I really want to do. <laughs> that's a bit of a loaded question. I, um, I never sit still and <laughs> my wife would say that's a fault. Uh, I think it's a, I think it's a bonus. Um, I try and learn something new every day. I try and make connections, uh, create things, build things. Um, I don't, if I weren't doing what I'm doing today, I would probably be doing something similar. It would certainly be active. Uh, it would certainly be um, where I could learn, uh, where I could share passion. Um, I've, I've done some fun things, you know, between uh, amateur sailboat racing and auto racing. And, um, and, and obviously I fly, fly planes and so forth, but uh, for me, it's, you know, it's really about connecting with people. And uh, so I'd, I'd likely be building a, a different company. Uh, I'd, I'd be exploring ways to leverage technology to better lives and to help businesses perform at a, at a new and, and, you know, more advanced level. And but it, it'd certainly be something that I'm in, a, in an area that I'm passionate about. I, I need to be passionate about what I'm doing and, and need to really believe in the mission of the organization for, for me to really get behind it. Otherwise, it just turn, you know, I'll, I'll turn off pretty quickly. Yeah, and you are passionate about everything you do. And again, we are putting this podcast together, but we're looking at each other as we're doing it. And I can see on your face everything you talk about, there's a passion. So absolutely. Now. 
one of the questions we asked in season one was what's your favorite book but for season two you know we got to change up a little bit so we expanded that what's your favorite book movie and or song that inspires you and you can give all three you can get one of the categories so either favorite book movie and or song all all three wow uh okay so book I would say, and, and probably because I've, I've had the, the uh, good fortune to have met the author, I consider him a friend, um, but the book is called Lateral Thinking uh, by Edward de Bono. It's actually out of print. I've got a couple of copies, um, which I'm glad to have, uh, but Lateral Thinking by Edward de Bono would be my favorite book. Um, and, and the title is somewhat self-descriptive of, of the contents of the book uh movies um really uh, you know i have a hard time picking a favorite i spend a lot of time on commercial aircraft and and i i spend a lot of time sitting at the staring at a movie uh, on the back of the seat in front of me and there's a different sense of good movie when you're on a plane so i would say if i really uh, thinking about a more modern movie that is both entertaining and inspiring. Um, I, I really enjoyed Sully uh, being a pilot myself. Uh, I think that one of the things that, that I liked about it was challenging myself to think, would I ever in a million years stay that cool under pressure or, you know, with the weight world on your shoulders um, when everything is going wrong, could, could I have held together the way he did? Uh, and, and, and the answer is most likely no, but <laughs> I would love to dream that it's yes. But, you know, the fact that he cared about every single person under his watch, I, I know that's how I feel when I run my life, when I run my company. I don't know if it'd be the way I feel if I were flying a plane and, and missing a bridge by five feet uh, and landing in the Hudson. But that being said, I thought it was a great movie and I thought it carried a really powerful message. Uh, as far as songs, uh, I get made fun of by my family because I often, the, their lyrics are lost on me. So I, I traditionally listen to classical music um, because it, there are no words. <laughs> uh, I'm usually doing a thousand things when I'm listening to music. And, and so, the, you know, my, my wife and boys tease me about, do you remember the lyrics of this? Or do you remember the lyrics of that? Or let's say the song with, you know, I like that song because of the lyrics, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I don't even remember the lyrics. So uh, I would, I would say um, as a genre, classical music would be my favorite, but uh, to pick out specifics would be even hard there. Just there's so many and it depends on, on what I'm doing. You, you could always tell your family that, you know, all the words to every instrumental that's out there. That's, you know, it's a good point. I might use that one. <laughs> good. Excellent. Janie, what questions do you have? Yeah, well, this has just been fascinating, Rob, hearing, um, you know, you have this busy job at the LAC group uh, as the CEO there and all these things you're doing there. And I know you've grown that organization tremendously. And then you have all these things you're doing to give back. So tell me, and, and you know, aside from cooking, which we already talked about, what what other thing, what, what hobby or interest do you do just for you, Rob? What do you like to do? Uh, well, I've had to scale back on my hobbies. I probably had too many. Uh, when I got married, I, um, I, I did, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I used to competitively sail. Um, I did uh, auto racing for a while. That was a lot of fun. I had a, a 1959 uh, Elva career uh, 
um, sports racer. And that was, that was a lot of fun. I, I, uh, ridden motorcycles, uh, for a while, although that's, that's been put in the past with the kids hard to, hard to ride motorcycles with the kids these days, especially in California. But, you know, things that I still enjoy, uh, doing are things I can do with the family and things that I can do with friends. So we, we enjoy horseback riding and hiking. Um, we still will do some sailing and, and boating together as a family and, it's been a lot of fun just tra- seeing hobbies uh, transform. I used to do a ton of scuba diving. I'll probably get back into that when the kids are a bit older. Uh, but, you know, things that I can do with the kids, like flying and, uh, and hiking and, and, and horse riding and so forth. Um, it's something that to watch them light up and, and get all excited about being part of the world. That's cool. That's very cool. I'm glad you, I'm glad you do have some things you do because you, you are a busy, um, very busy person and very successful. And, you know, I think, I think part of the key to your success as I listen, and as I've gotten to know you is you, you are a lifelong learner and you are a very curious person and, uh, you're not, you're not, uh, comfortable just sitting still. You want to always be on the move and learning something. And that's obviously great recipe for success for you. It's been, it's been a lot of fun and I do have a hard time sitting still and, you know, I I don't sleep many hours at night, but that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. You are a goer. So do you ever watch any TV? (laughs) Oh, you know, the occasional food network uh, show. Of course. Or, the, <laughs> <laughs> or, the, or the, you know, for a while we were watching a little bit of HGTV as we were renovating our house. But um, usually by the time I get to the end of the day, uh, I'm not I'm not really one to watch a lot of TV. I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so. Well, great. Well, you know, if an audience would like to follow you online, I understand you're on LinkedIn, you're on Twitter. Are there any other social media platforms or other locations that people should know about? Well, I do have, uh, as Janie pointed out, I've, I've got uh, an Instagram account and a Facebook account for, for close personal friends, but we have, a, we have the public one for, for Ava, uh, but really spend more of my time on, on LinkedIn than I do Twitter. And in general, I should say, I try and spend a lot less time on screens um, outside of work than I uh, than I otherwise would need to during work. So um, I, I don't have a heavy public uh, persona on social media, more by design. Uh, but yeah, if people want to reach out to me, my LinkedIn account is probably the best one. Okay, super. And I know if the audience wants to know about uh, LAC, they can go to lac-group-com so they can find out mm-hmm. more about LAC out there. I want to take this time to thank Rob Correo for joining us for this episode of BCN and Friends. Thank you, Rob. We hope you'll stay tuned as we continue on with this series and bring in new and meaningful content and perspectives. If you have a suggestion for an episode, please email us at bcen at bcen.org. I'm Mark Eggers here with Janie Shoemaker, and on behalf of the entire BCN team, we thank and celebrate you for all that you're doing as professional nurses across the emergency spectrum. So until next time, 